0: The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting, but that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Grace for My Home podcast. I'm Audrey, and it is so nice to meet you. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this day to finally arrive. Um, This podcast has been on my heart and in my mind for months. And so I'm so excited to finally get it out of my head and into the real world. And I have I have planned exactly what I wanted to say in the first episode to give all of my listeners an idea of who I am and what my heart is and what this podcast is all about and who it's for. But every time I put it together and spoke it, it just didn't seem like me. It just felt a little fake. And I thought, you know, that's not the way I want to start you know, how can I give potential listeners an idea of who I am and and what they can expect here? And I thought, you know, I think I'm just going to tell a story. And I think through this story, it'll give you an idea, a glimpse into my heart and tell you a little bit about me and my family and um, give you an idea of what you can expect, he- expect here at Grace for My Home. Um, the... Um, This podcast is for mothers, I will say that, and um, I am a mom, and I want to tell you a story about one of my boys. I have three sons. The oldest is 15, and this is a story about him when he was, I guess he was four or five, so it's been 10 or 11 years ago, and we, um, my husband is a, he has two Jobs. He is a pastor. He's a full time pastor at our church, and also he is a full time high school principal. So he's a very busy man, and a lot of times during the summers he will take he will go to conferences. Sometimes more than one conference. So he he can be gone for long stretches of time during the summer. And this one particular summer, about ten or eleven years ago, I was home with my three boys. The youngest. Um, The youngest was just a baby baby at that time. And I remember because I was reading, um, I was trying to develop a habit with my boys of reading to them at night, giving them a good night story. And David, my oldest, was the only one that would act- I could actually read to at that time. So I know it was a long time ago. But that night, I'd put his two brothers to bed, and I was in his room, and we were sitting in a rocking chair, and I was reading to him out of a Bible storybook for kids. And he loved to be read to, and I loved to read. So it was a good combination. And that night, when I the story we were reading was about Elijah. When Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal and how he challenged them to a, um, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a contest between Baal and the God of Israel. And I remember Reading this story with a lot of gusto, you know, I I can be a bit dramatic, which you can probably tell just from as long as just for the few minutes you've heard this this podcast, but David was in it. And so, when he was little, he'd let me do the voices, and he'd let me play it up. When he got older, he didn't like that, but at this time, we could still do the voices. And I, and I was, and I every few minutes, I'd look at him, and he was in it. And I was telling about, you know, Elijah said pour more water on the altar, and and um the prophets of Baal prayed, and nothing happened. But when when Elijah prayed. And I, you know, I did my, my dramatic voice when Elijah prayed, fire came down from heaven and, and burned up the sacrifice. And everyone knew that the God of Israel was the one true God. And, and um, I was very proud of myself, you know, with my rendition of that story. And I remember shutting the Bible storybook and looking at my son, you know, looking, thinking I'm going to get this wonderful look of satisfaction, and well, it was anything but. He, the look on his face, he looked angry, and it really threw me because I thought, I thought I did a good job, <laughs> but he he looked angry, and I and I remember kind of taken aback, and I said, David, what's wrong, honey? Didn't you enjoy the story? And I could tell he was trying to find the words, right? He was trying to find the words to put in, because he was only four or five, trying to put the the words of what he was feeling, of what he was thinking. And I was really curious. And finally, he said, Mama, why doesn't God do that today? And that really threw me, because I I recognized that this little guy has a really big question you know he is in his heart he he knows the god that i've told him about that i've read to him about the god of elijah who sends fire down from heaven and then he knows the god that he has experienced and the two didn't seem to be reckon. they didn't seem to be lining up you know he's trying to reconcile these two And, you know, the God I had told him about and the God that he had experienced seemed very different. And it really, I had made a promise to myself years, you know, when my children were born, really, that if they ever had a a sincere question, then I would try my best to give them a sincere answer. Of course, an age-appropriate answer, but... A, a real answer to their question, but this one was tough, and I, I tried to explain to David that you know God is a powerful God, He is a miracle working God, but you know He doesn't He doesn't really call fire down from heaven now, and and that just didn't settle well. But I didn't really even know how to put it. I was a loss for words, but and I gave him some kind of pat answer. I don't even remember what I said right now, but I remember saying, "Well, David, I tell you what, honey, you lay down, and I'm going to go take a shower. And when I get back, I'll I'll pray, and I'll we'll talk a little bit more about this." And so I put him to bed, I kissed him, and I went and to get my own shower and get ready for bed. And I I remember when I went to take a shower, I prayed and I said, "Lord, you've got to help me with this." I he has a really good question. And, you know, I'm an adult and I struggle with these things and I want to give him a question that settles his heart. You know, and maybe to you that seems silly. I mean, you say he's just four or five, but I recognize that this was this was an important moment. This was something that he wanted comfort. He wanted to know that this God was the same God that he knows that God is who mama and daddy are telling him he is. And so I prayed and I said, Lord, you got to put, give me words, Lord, give me words. You know, I'm an adult and I've seen you do miracles. I've seen you work in impossible situations. I've prayed and I've seen things happen. I know that you are all powerful, but how do I show him that in his in words that he can understand. So I I, I still didn't know what I was going to say, but I was determined to talk with him. And so I, you know, finished in, taking my bath and I went into him and um, you know, I I don't even know what I was going to say. I was just going to say something. And I remember opening the door to his room, and his bed was beside the window. And he was sitting up in bed looking out the window. So I walked over to his room and I said, David, I want us to finish our, our talk about God and, you know, what, the question that you asked me. And he said, Mama, Mama, come, come, look, look, look at this. And he something out that window had gotten his attention. So I went over to the window and I looked out to see what he was looking at. And It was dusk because it was summer, so it was still pretty light outside, even though it was late. But I remember looking out the window, and off in the distance, there was a lightning and thunderstorm, and you couldn't hear the thunder, but when the lightning flashed, it lit up the whole sky, and it was beautiful. I mean, every time the lightning flashed, the sky was colored with purple and orange, and yellow and red and blue. It was just spectacular. It was beautiful. And I, you know, I put on my mama hat and I was going to explain to my little boy what this was, you know, and I said, well, David, do you know what that is? And, and he looked at me with those big blue eyes of his and like, I just like, I was stupid. And he looked at me and he said, mama, that's far from heaven. And even now, as I tell that story, it takes my breath away because God spoke to my son. And I, ha- I didn't have words, but God had words. You know, God spoke to his heart. And that night when I went to bed, I didn't say anything else about his question because God had answered his question. And that night when I went to bed, I prayed and I said, Lord, thank you. I had no words and I, I really want him to believe, but I can't make him believe. And the Lord shared something with me that really, it really framed the rest of my, of my parenting philosophy, I guess you'd say, he said, Audrey, I'm not asking you to do miracles. I'm just asking you to do what you can and I'll do what you can't. And that freed me. You know, it freed me. And I thought, yes, I can do that. You know, he said, you point him to me, and I'll send the fire from heaven. And that's what the Lord asks of us as mothers. Point them to Him and let God be God. And you know it reminds me of when Jesus fed the when He fed the multitude with the little bit of bread and fish. He didn't tell them to multiply it. He just asked them what they had. And they said, well, Lord, we have this, but it's really nothing. It's not much. And he said, well, bring that to me. And then the Lord blessed it, and the Lord divided it, and the Lord told them to pass it out. And when they obeyed the Lord, there was a miracle. And that's what we do as mothers. We take what we have, which we know is not enough. We allow him to bless it. We give it to our little ones, and God does a miracle. So we're partners with Him. The miracle wouldn't happen unless we obeyed, but the miracle sure wouldn't happen unless God did it. And I just want to encourage you today, Mama, that God's not asking you for miracles, He knows that you're flesh, He has the miracles. But the work we do is such important work. You know, that's what we do as mothers. We are ministers. We are workers together with God. We give him our loaves, our fishes. We tell them the stories. We believe for them until they can believe for themselves. And, you know, even tonight, that story, I love that story. And that story is very meaningful to me, even tonight, because that little boy is 15 years old now. And this week, he is away, two hours away from his mama at a JROTC summer camp without a phone. And he can't contact me. I can't contact him. It's the first time he's ever been away from home without his parents for an entire week. And... I know God has him, and I'm reminded that we serve a faithful God, and we're not protecting our children from the world. We are preparing our children for the world. We're helping them to develop their own faith, their own relationship with God, because they're going to need it, and we want it to be strong and real. And we're helping them so that one day they can grow their own faith, so that one day they can successfully be launched into the world. And then they can be light and salt. They can be the leaders in their own generation. And it's such an important work that you do, Mama. And I hope, I hope you've enjoyed my story. Um, I am a bit dramatic, my boys tell me that all the time. But I hope you found that story encouraging and useful in some way in your walk. And I pray blessings over your week. And I pray that you'd join me again here at Grace From My Home. And um, I just pray that until then, that... Faith will grow in your heart and you know that God has enough grace, more than enough grace for you, for your children, and for your home. God bless. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.